I was getting, I was getting a lot of no letters, and I kept some of the letters because it was like motivation for me. I was young in my coaching career. I did know that those guys I was coaching, this was their one opportunity. If you really want the players to like you, just make them better. If I want to keep playing this game, you know, as a job, I, I have to continue to get better at that. You have to figure out a way to carve out some value that you have that you can bring not only to your team, but also your profession. It's really good information, and I pick up little nuggets all the time. For me, it's all about confidence, man. You, you have to have confidence to be a shooter, to be uh, a basketball player in general, and to have success. You, you, it's all about confidence. If they walk a mile in my shoes, then they can ball like I do. But my game different, not the same with it. I travel now, y'all just change, pivot. Shooters, welcome back to another episode of the Shooters Touch podcast. We're back from a short little break. We had to cover the girls in the boys' state tournament. We had our hoop troop coverage, and so we had a lot going on. So we just kind of stepped away, uh, gave ourselves and the coaches an opportunity to really kind of focus in on basketball in the day-to-day. But we're back. We're ready to tell some more stories. We're ready for a big spring and summer. And so the best thing you can do for us is to tell a friend. Tell a coworker, tell a teammate, uh, tell a fellow coach, whoever it is, about the Shooter's Touch and what we have going here. We greatly appreciate it. We continue to try to grow this game of basketball in the state of Iowa one story at a time, and we can't do it without your help. With that, let's get into today's episode. We bring on Josh Henry. He's the head boys basketball coach down at Winterset. He's a hometown kid, and so getting the opportunity to go home and coach his Huskies was a dream come true. He's got a fun story and a fun path, so it was good to catch up with him. Obviously, as many of you know, the recent tragedy with the tornado going through there um, was a hard one for not only the state of Iowa, but his community. And so we talked a little bit about what his team was able to do, how they were over, able to overcome that adversity um, and get a nice win down at the state tournament. We also talked to him as far as the changes and the, and the growing pains from taking over the program uh, to get it to where it's at today. And he even shares a special secret that uh, might be able to take your team um, from seven wins to 17. So you're going to want to listen to this one. It's a lot of fun. Here we go. Shoot, shoot. Well, Coach Henry, welcome to the Shooter's Touch. Yeah, guys. Thanks for thanks for having me. It's, a, it's an honor to be on here talking to you guys. So yeah, we're excited to have you um, recording recording here at night. And so you got the the three little ones to bed. Um, how are things at home? How are things going? You kind of getting a chance to decompress a little bit, uh, catch up on some lost time here after this season. And so what's the household like? Yeah, it's it's good. Uh, my wife, you know, she enjoys uh, the basketball season, but it's it's really hard, you know, on her with three little ones. Um, and uh, and so springtime basketball season ends. It's I think she enjoys, you know, me being around a lot more to, to help with the kids. And, um, you know, this year, you know, fortunate enough to, to make the state tournament. And it was kind of nice right after that week, we were able to, we had spring break. And so um, we were able to kind of get away, go to a hotel, swim, you know, all that stuff. And it was just kind of relaxing uh, for a week. So, uh, so the timing actually worked out pretty well for that to land. It did, it did kind of work out pretty well, the way that everything kind of came together with the schedule. Um, one thing that didn't work out quite as well, and we'll get a little bit more to the state tournament run, but 
as far as winter set in the community uh with the tornado tornado followed by three inches of snow i mean it was just a wild circumstance and so uh, we'll talk about the team stuff here once we get a little bit further down the road, but how's the, how's the community? How are things coming down your way? I, I know I'm interested. I'm sure a lot of our listeners are. And so uh, w- what kind of growth and what things have happened? Yeah, no, it's uh it's been a, you know, a very unique, um, you know, time in the community. Um, I think, you know, with, with time, you know, there'll be more healing. Um, you know, there's still a lot of, you know, volunteers. They still need volunteers to help, you know, with some of the, locations. Um, I think a lot of the houses now um, that, you know, were affected that like severely damaged. um, I think they've all been kind of, you know, burned down now, you know, they're going to, you know, start fresh. And so even if you drive the path, I mean, a lot of those houses are just gone now, which is crazy to, to think about, but um, but yeah, there's just, you know, it'll, it'll be, uh, I think just time is what it's going to take, you know, to, to heal and, and to, um, you know, fully get back uh, but it's, it, you know, it's been cool, especially, you know, right after it happened, just the outpour of support, you know, from just all over the state, even I think people from different states even came to try to volunteer their time and help. Um, so that's, that's been cool to see, you know, it, it stinks that sometimes it takes tragedy to, to make people, you know, really come together, want to support other people. But it is cool, though, when it when it happens, and you see all the people from all over the, the state wanting to help you out and and everything and even just basketball wise there's been kind of cool stories you know from this um with coach uh up in marion and then uh, coach rankin at uh, or coach meshley at marion and then coach rankin you know they did some cool things for us and and all that so it's it's been a cool thing but it's just uh wasn't a fun thing to go through i guess but yeah, you're right. That's tough. I mean, it's, it's, it's tough for everybody, but uh, the silver lining and being able to see the generosity and care and support of everybody, like you said, I mean, you're, you're, um, you just qualified for the state tournament and you're going to play Marion. All focuses on Marion and their focus is on you in, in two ways in, in making sure that you guys get taken care of uh, both as a community and then obviously with the basketball game in the background. And so um, that was neat. It was, it was a neat thing to see. Um, also, I, I mean, before we, we turn the, just the, just the step-by-step process. Um, and I don't know who or what, or how you guys helped had to help you out from a media and coverage side of things, but like the, the interactions that you guys had leading up to your trip to state tournament and your pep rally and all that stuff. I, it just really shows the community support. Um, I wish that your program, all your athletic programs, I would imagine have. And so, so that, that had to be really neat, a little, a really fun experiment experience for you and your team. Yeah, no, it, it was, and you know, we, we talk a lot, um, you know, a lot of coaches, you know, talk about this, but I guess we were given a, you know, just a unique way to try to tell the guys we want to develop servant hearts, you know, servant leaders is kind of what we want to develop out of our program. And, um, you know, so we do, you know, one of the things we've done for the last, I don't know how many years is, you know, after home games, uh, we'll go in after, in the locker room, win or loss, you know, win or lose, we go in, talk a little bit, and then we go out and we, we clean up the stands, you know, just pop, you know, the bottles and all that stuff, help the janitors. And it's amazing, you know, hearing them talk to you about, hey, we just so appreciate basketball games because we know that, you know, our job is going to be a lot easier, you know, just, just helping people, finding ways to do that. Um, but then obviously with the tornado, um, you know, getting out there, you know, I, it was kind of cool because, you know, I reached out, I found out we could go out there and help uh, at a, a specific house. And I reached out to the whole team and, you know, four or five of them were like, hey, coach, I can't, I'm already helping so-and-so, you know. And so to me, that was an awesome thing just to know the guys were already doing that without me having to tell them, let's go help. 
Um, but then there was a group of them that, that went out to that house and yeah, it was a very humbling experience. Um, and you know, I don't know, I, it's okay that the, you know, the news and all that, we're trying to, you know, interview some of the guys and, and everything. And that's, it's, it's cool, you know, to get that coverage, but at the same time, I, I mean, I think it's just cool that the guys are willing to go out there and help. I don't think they cared that the, the news was wanting to interview them or anything like that. It's just, you know, try to develop that servant leadership. And so I think the coolest thing about, you know, everything was our, our pep assembly, you know, wasn't, uh, obviously we talked about the team, all that stuff, but it was really to honor the the first responders, our ADs, you know, set that up. So we had a lot of the first responders there and all of our guys got to give them a t-shirt and, you know, shake their hand, give them a hug, different things. And it was just a, that's what I'll probably remember more than anything about that pep assembly is not the whole basketball thing. Even though it was cool having the whole junior high, high school, the stands were filled, but you know, serving and honoring those uh, first responders, those guys were the true, you know, heroes. So, um, so yeah, it was just a, it was just a very unique experience altogether. So. Absolutely. That's uh, that's a really, that's a really cool story and really neat how that came together. And obviously your players, um, you know, being a big part of that and in, in several ways, like you mentioned off the court, but on the court too, um, with their success and their ability to come together as a team. And so some of those boys will cherish forever. And, and like you said, uh, form them uh, into some really great men. Um, so that's cool. We, we appreciate you sharing that. But uh, now we got to turn it back. Adam, you want to turn the hands back a little bit here for him? Yeah. Yeah, definitely, Coach. Um, you know, and as um, as I mean, Brian said, you know, it's uh, it was cool to watch that, and I mean, you know, follow um, you know, how your team and how you and and uh, just you know, the Winterset community responded to that, whether it be on the news or social media, whatever it was. So, yeah, definitely, um, uh, you know, awesome to see that, and you know, out of bad situation comes some good things too. So, um, yeah, but uh, as we do on the Shooters Touch, let's go all the way back here. Um, where'd you grow up? Uh, and then eventually, you know, how did, uh, how did athletics come in? Um, you know, what, um, what was the portion of, of your childhood that was spent playing athletics? Yeah. So, uh, born and raised in Winterset. Um, I mean, lived here a majority of my life, uh, other than the college days. Um, and, uh, really, uh, you know, the love of sports, um, you know, as I was an only child for nine years and, um, man, I, just were always around sports. My dad played baseball and football at Graceland University. Um, and so, you know, he was into sports and, and my grandpa played, you know, sports here in the, in, at Winterset. And so I just remember always like being an only child. Um, we had a little room that, you know, had a pool table that had an air hockey thing that you could stand up and it had a little hoop on it. And uh, man, I was just always playing, you know, whenever I could, I'd turn on, you know, NBA on TNT or TBS and watch those games and then, you know, pretend to be those guys or watch all the college games. And uh, my dad took me to a lot of, you know, Winterset high school football, basketball, baseball games. So, I, you know, sports has been a, a huge part of my life, you know, from the beginning, you know, as long as I can remember. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, we had some, you know, good teams growing up in Winterset. Winterset's not really known for a basketball school, but I remember in middle school, we made it to sub-state twice and uh, came up short both times. Um, but I remember the first one was at Valley High School. We lost to Waukee and it was a really close game. And then uh, the second one was a couple years later, they lost to Centerville at, at Valley uh, High School again. So both of them were at Valley High School. And, you know, it just gives you as a kid something to, to look up to and like, dude, I want to I want to do that, you know. And unfortunately for me, you know, when I played, uh, we'd never, you know, I, you know, you could say I had a good individual career, but, you know, we never won more than nine or 10 games, you know, when I was in high school. 
And so, you know, to come back to now be coaching and, and seeing, you know, we've had some success. I mean, it's just a really cool thing. And I'm, I'm really, you know, proud of the players that I've had and, and all that, but just always want to see winter set successful. So it's, it's been fun, a fun ride, especially these last five years, you know, I've been coaching eight, but the last five we've, you know, had winning seasons and a couple trips to state. So it's, it's been kind of a surreal thing, you know, honestly, just as a kid, like I said, growing up watching all the sports and now, you know, being a, a head coach in town is, is a pretty, pretty cool thing. So I'm thankful for it. Yeah. Well, um, if uh, I had to say so myself, I think you're well on the way to becoming a basketball school. So uh, congrats on that. Um, and so you obviously mentioned basketball, um, which that's, that's why we, we have you on the podcast because of basketball, but, but uh, what other sports do you play? Was it, um, you know, you played all four sports or was it just, you know, football, baseball? What, uh, what'd you, um, what were you participating in when you're younger? Yeah, I played, uh, you know, basketball four years, uh, football four years, uh, baseball. I played my freshman year and then I, I stopped. I was a lifeguard and then, you know, trying to do some more basketball stuff in the summer. And, uh, so let that go and then, uh, track, you know, four years. So, um, yeah, very, very busy. Um, uh, but it was, you know, I wouldn't trade any of that, you know, for anything. And, it's just a great way to, you know, be around your friends and community and, and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, very, very active. And I was fortunate enough to be able to go to, I went to Iowa Central Community College. I, I played for Dennis Pilcher, Hall of Fame coach there in Fort Dodge for two years. And then uh, had the privilege to go to uh, Grandview University and play for Coach Schaefer there my last two years. And I um, just had a great experience, you know, got to play a lot, you know, all four years and, and uh, just made some good, good friends, good memories, you know, from that. So the game of basketball has given me a lot of, a lot of good things and definitely thankful for um, as I look back and reflect on all that. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we talk about in the podcast all the time, you know, whether you go play college or after college, you know, there's just something about playing with your buddies who you grew up with in high school. That's, you know, very, very different from that college experience and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, ha having all that time playing different sports, um, hanging out with those, you know, your, your, I mean, athletic career sounds very small townish, uh, which is good. And, you know, you know, all, all four sports you mentioned, um, how important, uh, you know, as, uh, as an athlete in high school and now as a coach, um, do you think, um, an athlete, a basketball player, being able to play as multiple sports is. Yeah, I, I think it's super important. You know, we talk about it. I, you know, I, I don't know much about the, the 4A game, you know, just because, you know, we're 3A. Um, but I think even, you know, size of Winterset, we're a smaller 3A school, uh, maybe midsize, you know, now, depending on, you know, the, the numbers each year that come out. But, um, you know, I mean, for example, for our team this year, you know, a majority of my basketball team you know helped lead the football team to the first ever trip to the, the dome you know and, and so like if in winter said if we don't have our our athletes you know uh playing multiple sports we're just not going to be near as competitive that's just the reality and um I think you know as you guys probably know and and people that do play multiple sports I just think you know each sport can benefit you for the other sports too but it's just that competitiveness and just that hanging out with friends and competing you know is so important I think and so yeah, we definitely encourage. I, you know, throughout the years, eight years now as a head coach, I mean, I don't think we've ever had just a, you know, one sport athlete, you know, even some of the ones that went off to college, like Easton Darling. I mean, he was like a four sport athlete, Dawson Forgey. I think he's four and he might even go out for golf this year. So we can say he's a five sport athlete, you know, um, Casey Claymeyer played, you know, four sports. So, you know, it's just, uh, I think, especially for a size of school that we are, I mean, we've got to, you know, coaches, we've got to work together, share athletes because, if not, we're just not going to be near as competitive. That's just the reality. So, 
Yeah, definitely. And, you know, we, like I said, we talk about all the time that we think that's very important to just, you know, using different muscles, um, hand-eye coordination, uh, just coordination overall, um, you know, very important. And so, um, you know, with that being said, I know you, you, um, uh, obviously played, played for a couple of really, really good coaches, as you mentioned, um, we'll get into mentors and stuff later, but, uh, what did you learn, um, as a player, uh, with those, with those couple of years with both those coaches? Yeah. Uh, I think I, what I learned is just, um, you know, college athletics is just different than high school. You know, I mean, uh, it's a, it's a job, you know, it's a, it's a full-time job. You're working out all the time, uh, practice, you know, as many, you know, as many hours as you can getting in the gym, you know, shooting and uh, just working on your game. And, and so it was really unique. You know, I went to Iowa central tons of athletes, tons of athletes, way more athletic than, you know, than I was for sure. Um, and a lot of them, you know, first team all conference guys, but you know, you get through that first week or two of conditioning and guys are just dropping out like crazy, you know, and I guess you really see when you get to college, like, Hey, who, who truly does, you know, love the game and want to, want to put the time and, and the hard work into it. Um, so, you know, I just think, yeah, hard work, you know, having to overcome some, you know, some injuries, um, my sophomore year, as I headed into college, it really hurt my, my I tweaked my back, you know, working out here in winter set before, right before I went back up for conditioning uh, to start my sophomore year. And, so I had to kind of rehab a little bit. I had to come off the bench, you know, at the beginning of the year. And, and uh, that was a change, you know, that I had to, to adjust to. Um, and uh, so, you know, just a lot of life lessons that you learn. Um, but uh, yeah, I was just, I was thankful. Um, you know, I, I think one thing that, especially with uh, coach Pilcher, you know, up at Iowa central, a lot of the guys, um, you know, I, I don't know if that's just the way they, they were, but you know, not a lot of guys, I think really, the time getting to know him and you know having conversations with him and I remember after practice after games I go and just you know talk to him about you know life and he was a big Cardinal fan I was a big Cub fan you know so we give each other a hard time there and all that and and you know it's it's those relationships you know because I still you know call him every once in a while and he I know he was at the the Marion game and we talked a little bit you know the day after and you know so and same with coach Schaefer you know we've had some guys that he's recruited of mine now that, you know, it's kind of fun to just talk to, you know, so just those relationships, I think are, are what I remember the most. And um, honestly, I don't remember a ton of the games. Um, Grandview, I'll always remember the William Penn games because they throw TP, you know, when we yeah. go there, that's a fun game to be a part of. Um, and my senior year, we made it to the uh, conference championship and we lost at St. Ambrose, you know, with a chance to go to the national term. I'll remember that because that was the farthest, you know, we ever made it when I was in college. So, you know, just little things that you'll remember, but it's crazy. You don't really remember many of the games and all that. It's just your, your teammates and, you know, the conditioning sessions that you wish you couldn't, could you, you wish you could forget, but man, I'll never forget some of those, you know? So, um, so yeah, it was a lot of fun. It's funny how like in the moment and you think back on the wins and losses and like how much it hurts you at the time or whatever it was, but you're right. I mean, it doesn't matter like what level it is. When you think back, you, you remember your teammates, you remember the bus rides, you remember like those are the things that 10, 15 years down the road, um, you know, you're remembering and you're talking about or you're seeing it, you know, obviously the championships and the banners and some of that stuff you'll talk about, um, you know, but it's, it's funny how the games just kind of blur together. Um, so Grandview, you were, when were you at Grandview? So it would have been, uh, see, Iowa Central was 08 to 10 and then 10 to 12. 10 to 12. So you would have been, uh, oh, so, so you, so it would have been Schaefer and Woodley and Frick, right? We're all there. Well, so my senior year Frick came, but my assistant coach, um, the two years was Adam Sanchez. Great guy. Uh, (laughs) I I love coach Sanchez. You know, he was just a, 
yeah, he was a great dude and, uh, you know, really respected him and, and Schaefer. And then, um, Justin Einerson, who's coaching Lincoln right now, he came yeah. like the very year after and Justin Blackburn, who's like, watch him. He's sitting on the bench at Wisconsin, you know, for the Badgers, you know, Wisconsin dudes. But, um, those guys came like right after, but, uh, coach Frick, it was funny cause at Iowa central, you know, uh, he was up at Kirkwood kind of as a student, you know, assistant yep. manager there. So I kind of knew who he was. Uh, but then my uh, my senior, he comes down to Grandview and is that for us. So it's, it's been cool to know Coach Frick, and it's been awesome to see what he's done over there at Johnston these last few years too. So Yeah, no, that's interesting. And then what, Jordan Gentry, was he at – he would have been at Grandview? Did you play oh, with yeah. him your senior year? He was, he was a teammate of mine, yeah, for – I want to say both years because uh, he played at Kirkwood too, you know. And Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, that's... yeah, he was there. Um, Nick Wagner, he was at Ellsworth uh, from Grinnell, a good player, but he ended up, you know, coming was my teammate, Kevin Smith. Um, and then uh, another one of my senior year was uh, Cody Engel from Southeast Polk. He went to Creighton uh, right. oh, yeah. for like a year and then he transferred into uh, to Grandview and, and stuff. So, yeah, a lot of a lot of good dudes and and uh, and quality guys. And it's kind of unique at Iowa Central. Um, the only my freshman year, there's a lot of freshmen, of course, some sophomores, but then. Um, there was just me and one other guy who came back as sophomores that year. Um, and it was, his name was Kurt Alexander. He ended up going to Drake, um, okay. for, you know, like a year, year and a half and didn't end up finishing it out there. But, uh, but we were the, yeah, we were the only two sophomores that made it. So, I mean, he was a heck of a player from, uh, Canada and he's about, you know, five, nine, five, 10, but just dunking like crazy and just a, a great smooth player. So yeah, he, a lot of cool guys you play with and that you, you know, reflect back on and you're thankful for those times. i tell you what, that, I mean, just you mentioning that only two sophomores coming back, coaching at that level and being successful has got to be so hard because you are, you're starting over every year. Like, I mean, how do you, how do you build any consistency? It's crazy. Yeah, no, no, Pilcher, he did it a long time. I can't remember. Oh, I've lost 30 some years, you know, he was just at Iowa yeah. Central alone and, ad for a lot of those years and yeah so special special guy to be able to do it for that long too staying in one place you know i'm sure he had opportunities to go coach other places and stayed put so uh so yeah yeah huh that's crazy um so when so when did the coaching bug hit when were you like okay this uh this coaching thing might be might be what i want to do i'd say uh just in high school um you know i like I said, it's not necessarily coaching, but I was a lifeguard for like eight years, you know, high school into college even. And so working with kids, I've always loved working with, with kids. Um, I've known for a long time that I wanted to be a teacher. And, I, you know, I think being an athlete and all that, you want to be around the game. You know, that one day, um, you know, for me, it was at St. Ambrose. We lost that game my senior year. The career was over, you know, and it's like, man, you know, you want to you wanna keep in the game, you know, and uh, always be a fan. But as a coach, you know, you can really, you know, still, you know, be, be in the game a lot. And so I think, yeah, high school, I mean, I knew wanted to teach and uh, I mean, ever since I was young, really. And uh, for me, and I know you said, we'll talk about it, just a lot of my coaches growing up had a, you know, positive impact on me and just know, Hey, you know, it'd be awesome to be able to have that on, on other kids, you know, as well. And so, uh, so yeah, I, I mean, at Iowa central right away, I, um, you know, was pursuing my education, but uh, got on those coaching courses and got a lot of those done at Iowa Central. And then uh, I think it was when I graduated Iowa Central, I actually had my coaching certificate. So I, in the summer, I came back and coached eighth grade baseball here, you know, as a sophomore and I'm going to be a junior in college, you know. So just, um, yeah, as long as I can remember, you know, I wanted to be a part of it. So 
I was going to say, it sounds like you were involved early if, uh, you know, you knew to go ahead and get your uh, coaching license when you were still in school and, and have an opportunity to go coach in the summer. Um, we've said on this podcast several times, too, the best way to learn about coaching, doesn't matter what sport, what level, is just go and coach. Because um, yeah. you're going you're gonna to make mistakes. Uh, you're going to learn things. You're going to remember things. You're going to um, figure out the psyche of it. And so that. So that's really cool. Um, I know you kind of alluded to it, but who are some mentors? Who are some people that, uh, you know, growing up or, you know, even different sports that kind of was like, hey, you know what, I'm going to put that in my back pocket and probably use that somewhere down the road. Yeah. Um, athlete wise and just a personal uh, influence, a guy named Josh Daggett. Um, he he, you know, his, him and his brothers, he had four brothers. Uh, and they all went through winter set that first uh, sub-state game. Uh, he missed the game-winning shot, had a great look against Waukee. Uh, just a great athlete. And he kind of was, I was in fourth grade and I went to a shooting camp that he was helping at. And ever since then, he kind of just, you know, kind of kept in contact with me. And I was a huge Reggie Miller fan. Okay. I always had Reggie jerseys on. And, and so he, of course, didn't forget that, you know, and I love shooting, you know, and all that stuff. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, it's a long story, but I mean, he's made a huge impact in my life, you know, as, as a player. And then he actually is a pastor now. And my wife and I met at his church and, he's, you know, I lived with him while I was student teaching. So he, he's just made a, a tremendous impact on my life. But, um, you know, coaching wise, I just I can think back to I mean, I don't know if I you know had a coach that I, I didn't like, you know, to be honest. And the ones that stick out, you know, Coach Emmert, um, he he was the head coach as I was a kid growing up here in Winterset. I got to play for him for two years. Uh, but then when his daughter graduated from Winterset, she went up and played at Iowa and she's now an assistant coach, you know, for the Hawkeyes. Um, so he stepped down from the head job. So, I mean, he had a huge impact on me as a kid up until that sophomore year. And, and he's actually been on my staff, you know, all eight years as an assistant coach with me. So that's been really cool. Um, Andy Pickering then came to Winterset. Uh, he had won a, a state championship at North Mahaska. Um, Grant Stout, who played for you and I, you know, he had him in high school, just a lot of, he had some really good athletes there. And uh, then, you know, we were super excited to get him at winter set. So he was my coach for two years. And then, like I said, uh, Pilcher and Helly at Iowa Central and then Schaefer and Sanchez at Grandview, all those guys, that, you know, I think I've taken bits and pieces from all of them and, and even some youth coaches, you know, Dave Schmidt, my first, him and my dad coached us uh, our first travel team in third grade. You know, I, I still remember those relationships and stuff. So um, just I've been I think just blessed to have you know great guys great mentors you know as far as coaching and and just guys to look up to they've really made a positive impact in my life yeah learning the whole way it sounds like which is uh you know what you gotta do in coaching what you gotta do in life I think too so so that's a that's a very cool story um one one thing I gotta go back to uh, I played the grand stout at UNI and um I don't know if we can put him in that that good athlete category maybe a good basketball player but not a not not a good athlete so i just wanted to wanted to yeah, jump yeah. in there and say say that but uh um well hey uh obviously like we talked about it sounds like you got into the coaching game pretty early um uh after that sophomore year on the baseball team where did you go from there um as far as coaching goes yeah um i did that i think for two summers uh the junior high baseball gig um and then i uh, helped out at some fca um camps like at Valley High School they had some you know like mini day camps and stuff I tried to get involved there I was pretty involved with FCA growing up um, and then uh, so then actually through FCA a, a contact I was at Grandview you know just finishing up uh, playing and I still had a year or I had to go back a semester to student teach so I student taught in the fall 
And I was meeting with a guy, Dave Applegate's his name, who works for FCA. And he's like, Hey, I've got a, I've got a friend who is actually looking for an assistant coach, you know? And I'm like, okay, you know, like, it sounds good. Keep me in the game a little bit. And um, so I was actually an assistant coach one year at Iowa Christian Academy, which is no longer um, a school, but um, I, I helped the coach there for a year. It was, it was great. Like I said, I was just new and oblivious to everything. I was like, oh, this is just awesome coaching. And I was unique. I got to see some cool gyms and stuff. You know, those 1A gyms, man, there's some some gyms. I was like, holy cow, I didn't know this even town existed. But then the gyms are really cool, like Mormon Trail. Like that was one of the coolest gyms I've ever even, you know, been a part of. Um, but anyway, that's kind of off the topic there. But, uh, but yeah, so that's when I actually got the first, uh, you know, basketball job was, um, you know, as an assistant at Iowa uh, Christian Academy for one year. And then um, my wife and I got married that summer. Uh, we, she was teaching in Carlisle still. I was teaching in Des Moines Public. Um, and Coach Pickering, who was still the head boys coach uh, at the time, um, said, hey, you know, uh, I need an assistant coach next year. You know, I know you're living in Des Moines. You have to travel, you know, commute a little bit, but love to have you. You think that'd be good for the guys to have you back and, and all that stuff. And so uh, I agreed to do that for a year. And then he ended up uh, stepping down after that season um and his daughters were coming up the high school girl coach had retired so he took that and then because uh, his two daughters were getting ready to play you know high school basketball and then that's when I kind of slid into to the boys job so really I, I didn't have much um experience with basketball you know uh, two years as an assistant um and you know I was 23 I think when uh, Randy McDonald you know he's RAD still and he hired me he was my science teacher in seventh grade um when I first you know first game I was 24 as a coach and um I, I still I think it's crazy that he hired me um but honestly at the time I, I don't think there was many applicants <laughs> so um I think I was just you know fortunate there might have been one of a guy or something that you know had applied um and uh so you know it, it worked out um but I'm, I'm very thankful to randy to this day to you know give me young 23 year old kid an opportunity to, to lead a 3 a program is pretty unheard of so um i, I think you made the, the i think you made the right choice so that uh it's worked <laughs> right. out here uh eight, eight good years that's for sure we'll get to that but so ica did you guys play your home games at stillwell is that where you were doing or how did no, so that, that's one of the unique things so we played it was crazy you know um we played at some walkie like middle schools. Uh, we played at Johnson High School a couple games. We played at Des Moines Christian, I think, a game or two. It was just we were all over. So basically, we had road games all the time, you know, because uh, even our home games were at different gyms. So, um, so that was yeah, just a unique experience altogether. Um, I say because uh, when I was at Madrid, we played ICA, and um, we played yeah. when we played. We I feel like we played them at our place a lot, probably because it was easier for them just to come to Madrid. But when we did. Um, we played at Stillwell uh, um, Middle School there at Valley, and so which is, it it's a nice it's a nice gym for a middle school or some pickup ball, but for your your high school game <laughs> it was a little a little different. But uh, that's interesting. It's always like you said, you did experience, man. You just learn some things from it. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. It was it was a good time. Tim uh, Tim Steinmeier, he, that was the head coach's name. He's I don't think he's coaching anymore anywhere, but. Uh, yeah, I'm thankful he gave me an opportunity too. Just a kid, just you know, just getting ready to graduate college, and so he stepped right yeah. in. <laughs> yeah, well, um, as you as you alluded to a couple times, you know, not much experience in that uh, in in that number two seat. But um, what uh, what were one or two things, if you can recall, that you learned, you know, sliding into that first seat, where you know, hey, I'm the I'm the head guy now. I'm not the I'm not the backup or the assistant. You know, I'm the I'm number one. Yeah, I think. Uh, 
just uh, being well planned, prepared, you know, I, I got to see, you know, Coach Pickering and, and Coach Steinmeier, I mean, always would send me the practice plan, you know, ahead of time, or at least have one ready for me as I, as I got to, to the school for practice. Um, I think that was a, a big thing. And then also just uh, the communication piece, I think, with, with parents, especially at a high school. I'm sure it's the same in college as if you're a college coach, but communication with the, you know, the, the players and the parents, I think, is, is huge. So I, I kind of, you know, learned, you know, those things would be important. Um, but, uh, you know, I'll be honest, though, you know, when I got hired, I'm like, man, what kind of offense am I going to run or what kind of defense? You know, like I had, hadn't even thought about some of that stuff, you know, and uh, and I had my own plans of, oh, we were going to run the flex offense. You know, that's that's what I was planning on doing. I got a DVD, you know, one of those instructional DVDs. Like, all right, I got to figure out how to coach this. Um, and uh, I ended up, you know, we we have a couple of set plays that incorporate a flex look, but you know, that, that wasn't it, you know? Um, and, uh, but I also at the time, um, I kind of use Fred Hoiberg as an example because, you know, he got hired at Iowa state really with no coaching experience, you know, as a head coach. And I believe he hired uh, doc Sadler who was a head coach uh, before. And so I told Randy, my AD, I'm like, Hey, you know, I'm excited for this, but um, cause I think he had some other people like in mind who maybe would be the assistant or would want to be my assistant. I'm like, Hey, you know, I want Coach Emmer, you know, because uh, he was my head coach for two years. I looked up to him as a kid growing up, and I'm like, hey, he's been through this. Like, he he knows. And so having a guy like that um, and a coach, you know, coach was, you know, excited um, to, to you know, be able to help. He was coaching the freshman for Coach Pickering at the time. He had kind of slowly gotten back into coaching again. Um, but I, I think that's been – that was a huge, huge thing for me, just having a guy, you know, right next to me in that number two seat that had, you know, been through it all. Um, had some great, you know, advice and, and, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm thankful that, you know, that happened and, uh, and it's been cool that he's been, you know, with me ever since, but, um, and even my, uh, JV coach was, he's been, he's a winter set grad played baseball at Simpson, but he's coached sports. Uh, Matt Young's his name. And, uh, he, he was my freshman coach in high school, but then he moved up to varsity assistant when Pickering took over. So he was my varsity assistant for two years. Uh, he was my freshman or my JV coach and then a, a new hire who's now, uh, you know, probably my best friend. Uh, we teach right next to each other. Corey Bradley's his name. And he came the same time my wife and I got jobs here and, and he's been. So we've had the same uh, group of coaches. And I think that's a huge thing, too. You know, a lot of these, you know, even just in our conference, how many times the head coaches change at different schools and even like the assistant coaches. But we've had the same core group and Coach Emmert got super sick this year. And so Coach Pickering actually came on and was my JV coach, you know, so it's just been a cool story. You know, not not many, just a lot of people that know each other well and, you know, get along well. And, and so I think that's been huge for our success is just, you know, consistency even within the coaching staff. So yeah, having that experience on staff, uh, you know, obviously probably is not a bad thing. So, uh, so good decision on your part. It sounds like, um, what I want to ask you, what, um, what was the, what, what was it like being, you know, that first year you mentioned, you know, 23, 24, um, being, you know, sometimes six, seven years older than some of these kids you're coaching. Um, what was that like? You know, how did you handle it? I'm, I'm sure there were some ups and downs, but you know, what do you remember about that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely some ups and downs. Um, I think, uh, initially, and I, I think it, it probably went as well as it could have gone. Um, but, um, you know, a lot of these kids were, were, you know, probably elementary middle school when I was playing, you know? And so I remember a couple of the comments from the, you know, a couple of the dads like, Hey, you know, he's really looking forward to playing for you. He loved watching you, you know, and they kind of look up to you in a sense. Um, and so I thought that was, you know, good to hear. Um, and, uh, 
but uh but yeah i mean i'll, I'll never forget our first game our first game as a head coach we played at home against adel and uh, coach mager was the head coach there and um i think it was right after school i had i'd gotten an email from a teacher that said one of my my starters um she thought was cheating on a test and uh and so she's like you know and i'm just like holy cow like what do i what do i do with this you know and it ended up he he played that game and uh but then you know ended up with our conduct and policies and stuff he had to like sit a game or two you know the the second game of the season and all that stuff and so i just remember man this is you know i, I guess got thrown into the fire right away of like you know dealing yeah. with you know stuff like that um and uh and so yeah i was I'll never forget those, you know, those first three seasons, I would say were, you know, definitely just eye openers for a lot of different reasons. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but looking back, you know, I'm, I'm thankful for them. You know, they were, they were tough seasons um, overall, but uh, kind of a unique thing as well, um, which was, you know, it was a blessing. It was awesome. Uh, but, you know, it caused some tension, you know, a little bit was mm-hmm. uh, my first year as head coach, my brother was a freshman. So like I said, I was an only child for nine years. And, uh, and so, my brother was born when I was nine. My sister when I was uh, 13, I think. Yeah. So she's a senior this year, which is, you know, just kind of crazy. But um, so my brother's grade, his his grade was the first group that went through, you know, freshman through, you know, senior through the program. And so that was a pretty, pretty cool thing. But, you know, it led to some interesting conversations at the at the family table and, you know, different things, you know. Um, but it was it was good. I'm, I'm definitely thankful. It definitely made my brother and I's relationship a lot closer just being so much older um you know i think i went to college when he was in like second or third and my sister was kindergarten you know so a lot of you know just didn't know him as well as you know some brothers sisters when you're a year or two apart you know so that was a cool way for us to kind of come together and spend almost every day together you know for four years what so what year was your first year uh my first year was 2014-15 was our was your first as a head coach First as a head coach, yep. So. Okay, and then you, how many? Sorry, how many years did you say were your assistant? You were just the one, right? So one year in winter set, and then yeah, yeah. one at Iowa Christian. So, so yeah, 2012. Then would have been the very first coaching gig, I guess. You know, Iowa Christian Academy. So yeah, well, I'm just so, I the reason I ask is I'm just looking at the the records um, and just sure. seeing how things went. Um, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it wasn't until it looks like 2017 that things really changed the corner, but, um, but you had room to improve cause they went on three games. It looked like the year before you got there. Um, and then five, nine, seven, and then finally got to 17. Um, so what changed, what was the biggest change? What, uh, what took us from single digit wins to, uh, jumping all the way up, getting uh, bumping 10 wins to 17 wins, uh, in 2017. Yeah. Um, one thing I'll tell you, I mean, uh, some good athletes, you know, I mean, I, you know, I had, uh, let's see that 2017 year, I think was Easton Darling's sophomore year, um, Casey Claymar's junior year, my brother and his group were seniors that year. And we had won six games, I think varsity bound or bound or whatever is off a little bit because we were four wins my first year, eight and then six. Um, but that 16, 17 season, uh, we were six and 16, but we had everybody back. And so I knew like, hey, you know, we're going to you know, got a chance. I mean, experience is an important thing, especially in our conference, you know, and, uh, but the, the thing was, I, I've got, I'm, I'm kind of a stat guy or whatever. I've got this spreadsheet in eight years. I've got every game we've ever played against Adel Ballard, our records, all that stuff. Pretty cool thing. I, I like looking back at it, but, um, but we actually, the only thing I've, I've changed and I'll be honest with this. I mean, we've thrown in some new plays and like I said, having some good athletes, but uh, it's right on my spreadsheet. 
2017-18, we began the 2-3 zone. And uh, I'm telling you, this will this will get some, you know, listeners, you know, interested. Because I know there's tons of people who love zone and tons of people who, you know, can't stand it. Um, but our offense hasn't changed much. Um, you know, I've got it on here. Before the 2-3 zone, we were 18-48 and 48 as a program. Uh, overall, 13-30 and 30 in the conference. Since then, 86 and 35 and 53 and 21, two state, you know, tournament trips. Uh, it's the only thing I've changed. And it was really funny, the story, because I was just sitting in my classroom. Uh, knew we'd have everyone back, so I thought we could be pretty good. But we gave up almost 70 points a game, uh, you know, our defensive average. And uh, so I'm sitting there and I just get random coaching emails. And there's an email that says, learn to play a defense your opponents are going to hate. And, you know, I'm like, well, geez, you know, I need that because our defense hasn't been great. And, uh, and it was this Al Marshall's 2-3 zone. Uh, Al Marshall is actually head coach at Cascade in Iowa. And uh, he put together this instructional DVD. And I got a hold of that. And, and I'll just be honest, that's, I mean, that's the only thing that, you know, really we have changed and just bought into. And now, you know, I mean, we're doing it at our freshman JV levels too. So, you know, by the time they get to, you know, to us at the varsity, I mean, they've got it. And it's, and you guys probably saw it. I mean, it's not a typical just lazy 2-3. I think people get that impression of all oh, 2-3 zone. It's... Um, but all I can say is it's worked for us and we've totally bought in and, uh, and that's honestly been the, the biggest change and really the only change the offense has been pretty much the same. And like I said, we've had some good players, but the, the two, three zones, what's been the, the changing X factor for us, to be honest. That's, uh, that's super interesting. I agree. I mean, there's a misconception with it is that, oh, just stand there and put your hands up. And that's not obviously a, a zone defense that's run the proper way. Um, obviously there's tons of man principles, uh, in a zone that's run properly. Um, and obviously, I think Coach Dollop at uh, Dykeman Hartford with the girls program would uh, be in your corner and the success that they've had with it, too. And and honestly, I think that, uh, it you know, if, if ran right, um, like you said, it's something that, especially now, you see so much man-to-man, um, especially at your level. Uh, you know, as you start to get 3A, 4A level, it's pretty much predominantly uh, man-to-man. And so we're prepared for that. I mean, I, I know that coaches and everyone just kind of, you know, you know what to get. And so now all of a sudden, even if it takes a quarter or two quarters to figure out what to do, and now all of a sudden, obviously the goal is, well, now we have a 12, 15 point lead. And so um, that's interesting. And that, so, so when I misled you to start the podcast and said, uh, we're not going to ask you for a bunch of stats and you were like, wait a minute, that's what I want to talk about. Cause I have this spreadsheet. That's, uh, that's, that's awesome. I love that. So what, so, uh, without, without giving away the, the cards here, what, what else we have on this spreadsheet that, uh, tells a little bit about the growth of those winners that program. Uh, honestly, I, I just, you know, it used to be quick stats. Uh, now it's, you know, bound or varsity bound, but I just have, you know, every year, like, you know, our field goal attempts our the opponent's field goal attempts and field goals made field goals made for the opponents field goal percent every stat, you know, I just got off a huddle or, or bound. Um, and then at the bottom, so the first page is just a review of all of our, you know, every season, all those breakdowns of all the stats. Um, and then at the tabs at the bottom, like my first one's ADM and I've got every game we've ever played against them, you know, 14, 15, that first game, we lost 66, 73. And, uh, so it's going all the way down to this year. And so at the bottom of each team that we've ever played, I've got overall record record before the zone record since the zone overall point differential point differential before two, three and the point differential since two, three. So it's pretty, I know I'm a nerd, um, but I think it's, it's, a, it's really cool. Um, uh, just to look back at just the growth and, you know, obviously there's some teams that, you know, we've been very successful, but there's still teams like, you know, Norwalk, I think we've only beaten once and it was 
uh, Coach Larson's year, they they won state. You know, we we beat them at Norwalk that year. Uh, Bowen Bourne, Easton Darling had a, a big battle there. That was a great game. But uh, you know, Carroll, uh, they've still had our number a little bit. But you know, a lot of the teams, you know, before the zone, they beat us a lot in conference, especially. And since then, they've they've struggled. So it's just a a cool way for me to look back. And I think. You know, I'm pretty passionate about the zone. I'm not like all over Twitter and Facebook, like, you know, arguing with people or whatever. But when opportunities like this come up, I'm like, hey, I've got some stats to back up. Like, hey, this has really worked for us. And and it's just kind of cool to reflect back on, oh, yeah, I remember that game against Ballard, you know, back in 2016 or, or whatever. So. So from a, a preparation standpoint, then coach turnover. So when new head coaches come in the league, uh, is this a good or a bad thing? Because obviously you you have more information on um, your players and your success against them. Um, but then they have obviously a little bit on you and maybe aren't as surprised by the zone. So what are your feelings on that when it comes to a, a new coach and maybe preparing differently? Yeah, I, I think it's uh, it's just can be unique. Um, you know, I, I think, like you said, some of them will, and our coaches, you know, we talk to each other and, and all that stuff. So, I, and I think people now, at least have heard winter set and probably know that, hey, they run two, three zone, you know, majority of the time. Um, but, uh, but I'll tell you the, the thing is um, for me, I, I'm, I'm just honest here. I could be wrong, but I think I probably, you know, scout other teams, you know, the least amount of time. Like, you know, I worry about us. Like I want us, I think John Wooden used to do this too, but I want us to be the best at what we do, you know, and what other teams throw. I mean, the thing is against a, a two, three zone or any zone, most teams either go three out one guy in the high post guy in the short corner, or they go four out and have a baseline runner. Um, you know, teams will, you know, over the years, teams play it, like have a special play they run, you know, to, you know, maybe get an easy bucket against it or, you know, a good look for three, but they don't run that every play, you know, I mean, they run it once or twice a game. So, Hey, we give up a layup. You know? Okay. You know, let's just get back. And, and so I think uh, that's one thing that's really, I mean, I mean, teams just, there's not a whole lot you do against the two, three zone or, you know, it's just the same offenses that teams do. And I think in practice, like I remember, you know, when we'd prepare for teams before I played the two, three zone, like we'd go over zone stuff every once in a while, but now I think teams are really, when they, play us they know they got to work all week before they play us like on their zone concepts and so that kind of takes away from what they're used to doing as well you know and and for me you know as the coach preparing for another team I just look back at hey what are they ran against our zone in the past because you know if each team each coach you know has their own unique man-to-man offense unique sets you know they run against a man is it motion is it pick and roll base is it you know all this or a zone, there's just not as much that you have to prepare for, to be honest with you. And like I said, coaches will throw in different wrinkles and, and that's part of the game and stuff, but uh, there's just not as much preparation, I feel like, as, you know, teaching, you know, playing a primarily two, three, you know, we'll switch it up and play a man every once in a while too. But uh, I just think that's been a, a unique thing. And, and so like, even, you know, I just like playing teams, especially at the state tournament, you know, our first year we made it back in, uh, what was that, 2019-20, uh, you know, we played Sergeant Bluff, who I thought was probably the best team in the, in the tournament, I really didn't want to play them. And it ended up, we, we ended up playing them uh, first round. And, and I, I think just teams that haven't played against us, you know, it's just a, just hard. You can't really prepare for it. I remember uh, those coaches said that after our, our game, like, you know, we tried to prepare for the zone, but it's just, you can't, you can't execute it with, you know, guys that don't know it or don't play it very often, you know? So, um, so I was happy, you know, when we matched up with Marion, I didn't want to see Carol at DCG, you know, first round this year, even just because I'm like, oh, they've seen it. They know it, you know, so give us some different teams to play. And and so, uh, so yeah, that's just kind of a story. I probably giving out too much, you know, these coaches that are listening, are going, oh, yeah. taking notes on what coach Henry says, you know, next year will be, but another interesting thing, I'm, I'll be curious how it changes is two th- or the shot clock next year, you know, right. that'll be 
a different wrinkle. I, I think you could see some more teams play zone just because yeah. a lot of times teams have to work it a little more to, you know, try to get an open, clean look. Um, so I'll be, I'll be curious to see how that affects things um, as well. It puts a lot more pressure on being able to shoot the basketball too, which, you know, it was so heavy dribble drive and, you know, these guys are bigger, faster, stronger, but sometimes feels like some of those skill, those skill side of things get lost. Um, but yeah, just as you were kind of talking in the state tournament run, kind of start getting some St. Pete's vibes there as far as hard to prepare, like don't really know, like, you know, you kind of can string together a few wins and uh, um, obviously it's, it's worked really well for you guys. Um, and that's neat. That's cool that you kind of have, um, you know, that thing that you can lean on too. And then what makes you different and what makes those guys excited to come into the gym too. Um, and I'll admit too, from the other side, from the coaching side standpoint, it's like, yeah, I mean, preparing for a zone or being able to get live reps, uh, you know, with your scout squad, uh, it's just hard, especially when you guys, you're practicing it every day and you're really good at it and you have really good kids to go along with that. It makes it very difficult. And from the coaching standpoint, you can only tell your kid to ball fake and get two feet in the lane so many times with them, you know, not wanting to do that. And then after that, it's like, okay, we try to tell them we can run our same stuff. And so that's cool. That's uh that's interesting insight um, as far as to what, uh, what has changed and obviously been super successful for you guys. Yeah, no, like, like I said, that's uh, when people ask what the biggest turnaround I and mean, that's, that's the only thing I can really, like I said, besides, I mean, we had good players. I, I kind of think back now, I wish I would have had that DVD, you know, summer before I took over because I, I think we probably with the guys we had not a ton of great basketball players, but some pretty good athletes. I think we might've been able to win a few more at the beginning if we would have had this zone, but uh but yeah, it's been a it's been a cool thing, and it's just something that now you know our guys. It's kind of our identity, and uh, other teams know it too. And but uh, but our guys know that hey, this is what we run. And in our freshman and JV team, since they've switched to it primarily, have you know had more success too. So it's just kind of just what's been. It's worked for us, and so we're gonna you know keep at it. Um, at least that's my plan now, unless I find another DVD. <laughs> right, some other secret sauce somewhere, but uh, yeah. they know uh, they know Syracuse is going to run it too, and it doesn't seem to matter. So uh, I think yeah. as long as you are good at what you do, no matter what that is, uh, it works. So that's awesome. Yeah, I will say I wish we had some like six, seven guards or, you know, like uh, even that 2019-20 third place finish, you know, our, our starting, our tallest guy was probably 6'3", you know, and uh, – mm -hmm. And so I've always said, you know, winter said we just never had height. We never did when I grew up and, um, you know, we haven't since really. Um, but I've always wondered like, hey, man, what if you had some six, three, six, four guys up top and then a six, seven, six, eight guy in the middle of the zone and six, three wings, you know, but uh, but hey, you, you, in high school, you work with what you have and, and it's been right. looking pretty good for us. So absolutely. For I know Adam's got a question about what's coming, but uh, rebounding out of a zone. What's the what's the secret? What's the secret to being able to rebound out of a zone? Oh, I don't know if there's a secret. I think uh, I think that's definitely one of the biggest challenges. I think that's one of the things that turns a lot of coaches off. You know, they just think that, hey, but, uh, you know, I, I think you know, rebounding in man to man is not easy either. You know, you got teams that really crash hard and, and everything. And so I think the biggest thing is, um, you know, a lot of against the zone. I mean, inside shots happen a lot of times at high post, you know, they put their best athlete there, best player, try to hit some mid range jumpers, but that's just not a shot that a lot of kids practice anymore. You know, it's usually threes or layups, you know, so we'll have, you know, a guy hit one or two at the high post. We're like, okay. But um, so a lot of threes, you know, have been taken and I've got those stats, you know, like, Definitely since we've played the zone, teams have shot more threes. Um, but I'll be honest, the percentage isn't 
near as high <laughs> as it was when we played man to man. And, um, and so I just think, you know, you got to prepare for long shot, long rebound, you know, so a lot of times the opposite wing has to make sure they're in right position and everything. But, uh, but yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't think there's any secret formula other than just, you know, we, we rep it every day in practice and we do a lot of rebounding drills, just, um, just to go get the ball, you know, when that shot goes up, make contact and, and find somebody in your area. And, uh, but a lot of times, I mean, it's kind of a matchup in a sense too, you know, so a lot of times you're by a guy anyway. So it's, a lot of man-to-man principles, you know. Uh, yeah. just oh, absolutely. It's just hard yeah. from a, it's hard from a coaching standpoint. You don't know who to yell at for not boxing out sometimes. Hey, yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, hey, coach, what um, uh, what is what is up upcoming look like for winter set? What does summer look like for you guys? And then what does what does next year look like? Yeah, well, um, just officially feel like the the season wrapped up uh, this past Thursday. We had our end of season banquet. Uh, that's always a special time, you know, obviously making it to the tournament's cool, you know, the state gives you these basketballs and, you know, there's some extra accolade stuff that you get to hand out and everything. Um, but we had six seniors um, and, uh, you know, five of them got some, you know, uh, four of them played a, a lot and a, a fifth guy, you know, definitely played in, in almost every game. And so we know we have some big, uh, big shoes to fill. Forgy was a four-year starter. You know, he was a freshman that year. We, we made state the first time and, um, and I've uh, had some other guys grow well, you know, I think he's going to go off and, and play somewhere next year. He's still trying to figure that out. So we know we have some big shoes to fill, fill but we've got, you know, some guys coming back. Uh, Dinkla uh, did a great job all year for us. I mean, led the, I think led 3A in steals and assists, or he was up there, led the conference in those things. He gets deflections all the time uh, for us to really help us on the defensive end. And, uh, and then Blake Fearing was a junior who started for us um, almost every game until until our, our tournament run there against Pella and Marion and uh, BCG, um, just some things that he had to overcome there. Uh, so we weren't able to have him uh, with us on those games. But uh, and then Maddox Weeks played a little bit as a junior uh, for us. So, uh, but you know, I, this year our our team, our you know our 15 to 17 guys we had to practice every day. We really uh, I thought it was the team that most com- deep team as far as just competitiveness. You know, um, the guys just competed. It didn't matter if we had the starters versus guys that didn't start or if we mixed everybody up at practice every drill was competitive and so we got some guys that are you know I think gonna be anxious to try to get into some you know different roles and getting some more playing time so I'm, I'm looking forward to that but uh, to go back to your first question this summer super excited I don't know if you guys have heard about this but last summer uh, with Drake they actually you know used to have a team camp and I think they're planning on doing it again but we actually decided uh, coach Bradley and I had to run a, a summer shootout and uh, we had Tony Rowe who's on your guys' podcast. He came and covered it for us two day event, Friday, Saturday, and we had 24 teams each day and some of them were different. And, um, and because we, we got our, our new facility, we're, this is our second season, our new gym. And so in one hallway, we have our brand new competition gym, our old high school gym, and then our junior high gym all within walking distance. And they're all full court, you know, uh, courts. And so I've been uh, since the tournament ended, I've been, you know, texting and calling coaches, as, you know, as much as I can. And just on Friday, we filled it up. Uh, we've got great teams coming, you know, Ames, Valley, Johnston, um, DCG, Carroll, Southeast Polk. I mean, there's just I could go on. Um, Grandview Christian's coming. Um, I, I can pull up that spreadsheet, too. I've got that somewhere. But uh, it's going to be a, a great two day event. And we're going to have uh, try to get shot clocks in the two you know, main gyms. And then I'm going to try to find a might borrow a, a portable shot clock from Doug Deers. I've already talked to him about that uh, for our junior high gym. Uh, so we can have the shot clocks going and 
um, it's, yeah, it was an awesome event, a ton of great feedback. And so we were excited to do it again this year. And Tony Rowe, I talked to him this past weekend and he's going to come back and cover both days. So super excited to have that coverage. And, um, so I'm really looking forward to that. And then, uh, the next that's June 17 and 18, a Friday, Saturday. And then, uh, the next weekend, I think we're going to head up to Urbandale. They're doing a, just a one day thing where you get three games and coach Smith, uh, reached out this past weekend. We went there last year as well. And, um, so so yeah, if you guys are bored, June 17 and 18, come down to Winterset, check out some really good, uh, some good basketball. Um, yeah, I, I'm gonna try to find that sheet. Just so if you guys are curious who was coming, I can. How many game? How many games do you play in the two days? So you play three games a day. Um, so you can play up to six, and uh, we got it worked out really well. Where you, you know, teams will, you know. Um, play a game, sit a game, play a game, sit a game, play, and then they can go, you know. So some team camps we go to, you play at 8 in the morning and then 1 p.m. It's like, well, what do you do for yeah. this time? So we really set that up. Um, but here's the list of teams. Not everyone's playing both days. Some are just Friday, some are just Saturday. But uh, Adel, Albia, Ankeny Centennial, Ankeny High, Ames, Alpine, Parkersburg, Atlantic, Ballard, Boone, Carroll, DCG, Denison, Des Moines Christian, Fairfield, Grandview Christian, Green County, Harlan, Humboldt, Indianola, Johnston, Knoxville, Newton, Pella, Roland Story, Solon, Southeast Polk, St. Alberts, uh, Council Bluffs, uh, Des Moines Valley, Van Meter, Waukee, and then Winterset. So it's wow. a really good uh, list of teams. This so is good. Yeah. Good, good programs. And you turned that this quick from two weeks or whatever, you got all those teams put together? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, It's been a lot of texting, a lot of emails. Um, we reached out to like 50 some. I, you know, last year we had quite a few just central Iowa teams. And so I tried this year to reach out to, you know, some other parts, you know, I reached out to like Bishop Helan and, you know, Lamar, some cool. coaches I think are probably crazy. Like coach, what are you planning this stuff for already? You know, but, yeah. uh, but Grandview <laughs> sent out their information on a team camp the same weekend. So I'm like, I got to get going with this, you know? And, right. uh, and so I'm, I'm excited even for like, you know, Humboldt team that made the tournament, you know, yeah. we don't get to see them and just, you know, just try to get some newer teams, um, down here that in Solon I'm excited that they were planning to come for two days just another team from a different part of the state so um, yeah really looking forward to it I remember in when we were in high school I don't know if you were playing in um in these Brian but Wapsie Valley always used to have have shootouts like that and I I remember obviously obviously seeing guys that you've that you've played against that you've seen play and stuff like that and getting if nothing else just getting to hang out with them and you know talk to them after a game or something like that that was so cool but I mean, not to mention playing playing against other teams that you don't usually get to play with and or against, and you know, playing against different competitions. So that sounds like fun. I don't know. I I, I wrote those dates down. Probably put it in my calendar after we get off here. So um, yeah, we, you'll probably see the shooters touch at those. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, be a lot of a lot of great games, and uh, got a. I don't know if you guys know Will Dotson. I got to give him a shout out. Uh, referee, high school referee here. Um, he actually sets up all the officiating, you know, so he gets a lot of the high school guys that we see, you know, some of the top mm-hmm. guys. And I think they're actually thinking about Saturday making it an officials clinic too. Um, oh, and so cool. just trying to incorporate a lot and, you know, kind of being in Southwest Iowa, but I mean, 30 yeah. minutes from Des Moines, you know, we're pretty close. And, um, and so, yeah, last year was a lot of fun. And, and this year, you know, it'll be good getting the shot clocks. I'm telling my AD, Hey, you got to get those up. We got both sets. Uh, <laughs> It's in his office, but he's like, well, we got to get the electricity and all that. And I'm like, hey, as long as we have them by June 17, 18, and they're working, that's that's all I care about. Yeah. Like, these coaches, right. like, hey, we're going to have that. So a lot of pressure yeah. on us. We'll, we'll get it done. So. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Coach, yeah, it's been uh, it's been great to hear a little bit about your background, a little bit about your story and your philosophy. Um, 
and the spreadsheets for sure. Um, but we like to uh, end our podcast with a little section we call rapid fire where Brian's going to hit you with a couple questions. Um, you just tell us what comes to the top of your head. <laughs> okay. I'll give it a try here. All right. First one we always lead with. It's uh, fairly easy, but uh, favorite visiting gym or arena, um, not called Wells Fargo that you've had an opportunity to um, coach in and or play. We'll take both. We've taken both from many people, but uh, uh, I know you mentioned a few cool gyms, ICA, but what, uh, um, what's your favorite visiting gym or arena? Um, reason can be completely up to you. It doesn't have to be just because it's a cool gym. It can be for whatever. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Uh, we play a lot of cool ones. I think uh, I'm going to go with uh, Randy Beeson, a, a shout out up at Carroll. Uh, it's our longest trip of the, the season. You know, we go up there, but uh, the Carroll Tigers, it's always a, just a packed house, loud, um, crazy. Um, and so I, I think because I, I got to play there as well, you know, as a, as a, as a player here at Winterset. And so it's always a tough place to play and it's a tough place to, to coach in. So I think uh, Carroll's definitely one. Uh, that, that just first comes off the top of my head, I guess. So that's a good one. And probably on the least favorite list would be Valley, um, Jim, then <laughs> couple, couple yeah, sub state losses for the, yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> you remember those as a kid too. That's for sure. Um, oh, yeah. Game day routine. Do you have a game day routine and or superstition or something you have to do on game day? Um, whew. yes and no. Um, I, I don't eat a whole lot. You know, I sometimes at the, uh, I used to there for a while this year, not as much last two years, but I used to try to rate the popcorn. I know you guys have talked about that. Like yeah. uh, Perry, I know that someone mentioned that, like they had, we're not, they're not in our conference anymore. They have tremendous popcorn and Boone. Those are two really good ones, but uh, I used to know. do that. Uh, just try to have some popcorn, you know, before every game. Um, but, uh, but I, I think, I don't know the most superstitious, I don't know, but um my assistant coach, he always sends out the, like the week before, like on a Sunday night, like our, what our apparel is, you know, I get all my coaches, the same polos and all that stuff. And so he, he's kind of taken over that lead. Um, but uh, there was one outfit uh, and actually we wore it against DCG. And so it, the streak ended, but, um, uh, but we wore it uh, three years ago and we made state or four years ago as our sub-state final uh, apparel. Uh, it's a black polo with a W um, gold W and then khaki pants, black shoes. And then uh, we wore it against uh, Sergeant Bluff that first game at state, you know, three years ago or four years ago. And we, uh, we wore it against Pella um, this year at our, our sub-state final and, and all that. So kind of had that one outfit, I guess you could kind of say that we've, we've tried to wear in, in big games. And uh, but like I said, DCG, Coach Rank, and they ended that streak. So we'll have to find a new one. Is there a, is there a spreadsheet page of outfits? No, just a, a group text with all the coaches. You'll gotcha. see pictures so the coaches know exactly. Hey, what this is what we're supposed to wear. So. Don't mess. Don't mess it up. Don't come in something different. That's that's for sure. Yeah. That's funny. That I would be super impressed though if you had like, like I feel like the Oregon Ducks or football program has to have a spreadsheet as far as what they've what they have not worn. Um, yeah. uh, but it'd be awesome if you had a spreadsheet. All right. So when we wear the black polos, we were, we're winning 78% of our games. Like that would maybe be, that's my, maybe that's my job. I'll go back and look at all yeah. the games in the outfit and make a new spreadsheet. Just, uh, just putting ideas in your head coach. Just, yeah, just getting yeah. it. The, the not eating on game day. I think coach Watson, I think over at Northwest, I think when we had him on, um, I think that's something that he said that he did. He didn't eat. And uh, apparently someone told him, 
How was it Patino? Someone did it too. Like I guess just not eat on game day, which I don't. Yeah, I don't I think mean, I could do that. I wouldn't say so. I'm unique thing. I'm, I'm type one diabetic. It's been uh, 12 years now, and so you know I'm always watching my blood sugar and all that stuff. But I just don't eat near as much, and sometimes not at all. But then when I get home, it's kind of a bad habit. Then I throw in a jack pizza and you know, yeah. down that you know, after the game. But uh, yeah. but uh, before the game, yeah, I just I don't eat a whole lot. So. That's good. That's good. Um, do you have a favorite basketball shoe? Ooh, man, shoes. I, uh, I'll just say uh, Nike. I mean, you know, yeah. I, I just like Nikes, um, you know, in general. Um, I, I can't remember. You guys might remember, and Adam, heck, you guys, you probably wore them too. Um, but I remember Luke Recker for the Hawkeyes wore them. They were Nike, like, I think shocks or something. And they, they were white in the middle, but then the black was on the side, and they had little shocks mm-hmm. at the bottom. I'm going to find a picture. I, I can't remember what they were called. I don't know. It might've been Nike shocks. I don't know. I'm sure there's more specific name, but yeah. growing up, I, I really like those shoes. Um, but I kind of tried all sorts of different shoes, you know, as a player and as an athlete, but Nike was always just my, my go-to, not anything specific, I guess. Um, so not a very good example for you, but yeah, Nike shocks. I really liked as a kid, like watching those guys. And I, I had to get a pair because Luke Recker had a pair. So that's awesome. So you Hawkeye, Hawkeye growing up then? Yeah, Hawkeye fan growing up, um, but uh, but all you know, cheer for the Cyclones, you know, and Drake and you and I. I mean, I remember watching Adam, you guys, like you and I had some great teams, and and uh, and Drake. I think my senior year, Drake had their you know run um, to the tournament, like Western Kentucky, you know, knocked them off. But I had gone to those uh, Drake summer camps. So Josh Young and all those guys were playing for him, and uh, Clayton Corver, I think, was you know on the team, and Adam Emenecker, you know, so. Um, you know, just being from Winterset, it was easy to get to that. But I, I enjoyed watching uh, you and I, too, you know, especially um, I actually played in the Capital City League quite a few years. Um, and Ben Jacobson, uh, Adam, you'll know Ben. He was uh-huh. here. We won the, the championship and he, he was a cool dude just uh, getting to know him. And it was just fun as a kid watching him and then, then being his teammate was kind of fun. Yeah. So. He could play too. Dang. I mean, yeah. ben was, filled, filled, filled up a little bit. Yeah, he was, yeah. he was next level. So um, favorite pizza or best pizza. Who's got the best pizza? Um, well, pepperoni. That's, that's my go-to pepperoni yeah. pizza. But um, I'd say in, I don't know, central Casey's, you know, kind of gets the mm-hmm. kind of everyone loves Casey's, which it is really good. Um, but something that's been good here in Winterset that we've, kind of switch to on Friday nights, you buy a large, you get a large free, uh, is come and go. And I don't know if you guys have come and goes around you that, that have pizza, but, uh, it is, it's legit. I mean, it's really mm-hmm. good pizza. And, uh, so I think as far as ordering from an ordering standpoint, that'd probably be my top one right now, especially on Fridays. Cause like I said, you, you yeah. buy two larges and it's like 15 bucks and you get two huge pizzas. So. Jesus. It I, makes it I, taste better. I was going to say, and I knew that they were, they did some changes to the recipe. So that's good. Um, favorite sports movie. Ooh, man. Um, I'd say uh, glory road um, Hoosiers. Those are kind of two of my, my top ones. Friday night lights. I, I love that movie as well. Um, but definitely from a classic standpoint, Hoosiers is hard to beat. Um, but right. also like growing up Sandlot rookie of the year those were some sweet uh, baseball movies as well oh, so. I like that I like the glory road was the first one too yeah, I, don't yeah. think we've, I don't think we've had that um on here and that is a I mean wonderful movie so that uh mm-hmm. that's a good one thanks for that um 
All right. So I think maybe I know this after talking with you here a little bit more, but uh, what do you, what do you prefer coaching? Um, and I, I'm going to set this question up just a little bit because um, as a player, very much offensive side of the ball, it was all that really mattered to me. But as a coach, I love coaching defense. And so um, what would you prefer? Do you prefer uh, coaching on the defensive end of the floor? Or do you prefer coaching on the offensive end? Uh, I'd say defense. Um, you know, I, I enjoy that. Um, obviously offense, there's so much you can do. And, you know, and I, I love the offense as a, as a player. I mean, offense was my, my thing. I love shooting threes and, you know, just being a, a shooter or whatever, you know, and, and all that. But as a coach, you know, I, I think the, like I said, the defense, since we really found our identity there, that's what's helped us be more successful, you know, is just focusing on that. So yeah, defense for sure. Good. All right. All right. Uh, a couple more here. We'll get you out coach. Um, so either June 17th and 18th when Adam and I come down and or uh, this winter when we come down to catch a game, where do we got to eat? Where do we got to stop and eat in winter set? Well, we got we to gotta, we gotta actually get, you know, maybe maybe a drink or two, too. So we can't be we can't be getting come and go pizza on our way to the gym. We got to sit down. Hey, where are we yeah. going? Um, I would say, uh, man, that's a sports page. It'd probably be my my vote. It's a sports bar and grill, you know, got great, great food. Um to eat, got drinks, you know. Um, so that'd probably be the one that I would uh, I would say, hey, try that out. Because they have an ending all and a few others. There's a couple of them around, but uh, that's pretty solid. Sports page fan. They're good. I can do sports page. I'm, I'm done with that. Um, all right, two more. Uh, Shooter Satch, uh, we obviously named the podcast that for several reasons, but most importantly because Adam and I like to shoot the basketball. And so – um, what does it mean to you if someone has or one of your players has the shooter's touch? Um, I think, uh, well, they probably, you know, have a green light to be shooting, you know, because, uh, you know, it, it, I just feel like, you know, good shooters, sometimes they get those roles that no one else gets, you know, and so to me, that's kind of the, you know, they get that ball that'll roll around the rim and it'll drop in or, you know, bounce high and just drop in. So I would say that, you know, just kind of that soft, touch that you know shooters good shooters i feel like have you know they get those roles that other people don't yep that's i agree with that that's repetition and putting the time in all right coach last one uh probably an easy one for you but uh extra special because you're you're home you're in your hometown you're getting an opportunity uh to coach the program that you always looked up to were a part of wanted to be a part of and so what is your favorite and or best thing about getting to be the head coach uh, of the boys basketball program there in winterset Ooh, uh man it's a like i said I, I just feel like i'm i'm blessed to to be in this position um and so i think especially these last well the answer is just being able to have, try to have a positive impact on you know winterset kids and you know future huskies and all that stuff i'm excited my son you know is in second grade so kind of he'll be starting playing a lot more and so trying to impact you know his his group as they kind of come up and everything um but also just uh you know, now that we've had some more successful years, just kind of the, the community buy-in, you know, just the, the fun that the whole community gets to have when they get behind a, a sports program. And, and our, our uh, you know, our, our women's, like our softball, they've won two or three state championships, you know, they're, they're always going to state. And so it's been cool to have that. But, you know, now on the, on the basketball end, when Winterset necessarily hasn't been known as a basketball, you know, community or basketball school and, just the, uh, the support that we've had really all eight years, but, you know, specifically these last five when we've had a lot more success has been just, you know, cool for a kid from Winterset, you know, being able to, to see that now is, is pretty special. So. 
That's good. That uh, it's definitely got to be special for you. Um, as we've said a few times, you have things cruising. Things are moving in the right direction. Um, you guys are obviously having success on and off the court. And so we're excited to continue to watch uh, your path and your growth, um, both individually and as a program down there and the impact that you guys continue to make. We appreciate you taking some time and jumping on and sharing your story, uh, giving us a few secrets along the way and uh, letting every other coach know that they're a little bit slacking on the stats side of things. And so uh, <laughs> we, we really do appreciate it, Coach. Yeah, well, no, like I said, I'm humbled that you guys even asked uh, to be on. I've enjoyed listening all year, so I appreciate the time that you guys gave me.